Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host live out here in Las Vegas, your other host live on East Coast, Josh Applebaum out in Boston. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Tuesday, my man. One of my favorite days of the mm-hmm. week. We have our buddy Greg Hoops Peterson right. joining us today. So be able to pick his brain, walk our way through some games today. Uh, obviously, big slate in, co- uh, slate in college basketball today, Pritch. Real quick, just a couple games right off the bat that caught my eye. Number one, Indiana. One of my favorite systems, Pritch, mm-hmm. is when we have an unranked favorite versus a ranked opponent. Looking at this game, you know, Wisconsin is ranked 15th. Indiana has lost a couple games in a row, and they're unranked. Yet, we're seeing Indiana open as a favorite and become more of a favorite. So the line is moving to uh, you know, the Hoosiers here in this spot. Again, fishy number. If Indiana is the worst team not playing as well and Wisconsin has a better record, why isn't Wisconsin favored? Public all over Wisconsin, yet line going Indiana. So I'm looking at the Hoosiers tonight. Then also, Pritch, Tennessee. Really big game against Kentucky. We'll get Greg's take on this one. But everybody's loading up on Kentucky. They're ranked fourth in the country. Tennessee is 16th. But this game opened kind of like a pick em, a minus one. It's moving further toward Tennessee, even though everyone's loading up on Kentucky. Big injury to monitor. Ty Ty Washington, really good player. Uh, guard there for Kentucky. He may miss this game. Maybe that's part of the line move, but two fishy numbers, P- public loading up on uh, Wisconsin, yet line going to Indiana, public loading up on Kentucky, yet line going to Tennessee. I'll be sweating the Hoosiers and the Vols tonight, Pritch. All right, sweating the Vols. We're going to get more into that with Greg Hoops-Peterson. <laughs> like you mentioned, uh, I mean, Kentucky, uh, bracketology has them as number one seed already. Josh, you sure you, you like the Vols in this one? <laughs> <laughs> so do I like the balls? Uh, I like the number. I like the value here, but it always kind of catches my eye, Pritch, and you're totally right. And, you know, we talk about how rankings can really yeah. influence the public mindset. You know, the Ty Ty Washington injury, maybe that's part of the line right. move. But right now you're getting almost 80% of bets on Kentucky, Pritch, but it opens pick them ish minus one. It's up to minus two at some shops. So do I like the balls? Uh, I don't like or love them, but I'm playing a number, playing the system. It looks like a fade the trendy dog played to me. Let's go, Tennessee. Yeah, I cannot wait to get more intel from Greg Hoops-Peterson on the program coming up in the next segment uh, to break down college basketball, certainly as we get closer and closer to conference tournament time. Uh, but, Josh, let's start with the National Football League because news and notes uh, certainly that uh, you should pay attention to. O'Connell's going to be named a head coach uh, out there with Minnesota. That was already no surprise right there. We'll see how it works. I was just calling games for that guy at San Diego State not too long ago, <laughs> and here he is is a head coach in the National Football League. Odell Beckham Jr. has that ACL uh, like uh, expected or, or suspected right there. McVay on whether he returns is iffy. 
uh, which is interesting for the Rams. And then the Kyler Murray sensitivity aspect here um, that he's out of touch with the team. He responded to that, that he's not, you know, he's playing for his teammates, the love of the game and all that, saying the right things. Uh, DK Metcalf undergoes surgery as well, so monitoring that in offseason. But I want to get to this situation when it comes to the NFC West because the storylines are all over the place. McVay, head coach, right? Is he going to be back? Um, you think about the Cardinals and the quarterback situation with Kyler Murray. It's in flux. Russell Wilson in flux. The Seattle Seahawks, what's going to happen to that team? And then the 49ers. The 49ers offseason storylines could get juicy, Josh. BetMGM took in a bet, a $20,000 bet on the 49ers at 16 to 1 on the first day of post Super Bowl futures. Why do I say that? Why does BetMGM uh, give us that information? Well, the Jimmy G situation gets interesting, and a lot of people are suspecting trying to connect the dots about your guy, Josh, <laughs> your guy, Tom Brady, finishing his career where it all started out there in San Mateo. Oh, I love it, Pritch. I love the drama. This is like an episode out of a soap opera. This is this is how the offseason is so much fun to think about the permutations. We obviously, you know, sometimes it can be annoying. We went through all the Rogers stuff last last offseason. Brady's a name that you're hearing out there. Remember when he did a kind of an interview with Jim Gray, who's his go-to guy, he's saying, Hey, you know, uh, I'm taking my future day by day. Not mm -hmm. doesn't sound like a guy who's very committed to retiring. There's also rumors that did he even really want to retire? Did the family kind of, I don't know, push him into it? Did he have a breakup with Bruce Arians? This is a guy coming off one of his best years statistically. And you say to yourself, you know, he wanted to play to 45. Does he sit it out? Does he come and join? Obviously, San Fran, I think he was at the game with the catch there uh, back in the day. So it makes sense kind of, you know, finishing up your career there. Pritch, somebody knows something. Whenever you see these big bets right. come in at like not a favorite, like a 16 to 1 or 20 to 1 or one of these longer shots, I remember when before it was known that Brady was going to go to the Bucks, there's a lot of people who took in uh, a big, a bunch of big futures bets on Tampa Bay. I want to say they were like 50 to 1 at the time, so it was even more of a long shot here. But again, this isn't Jimmy G returning. I don't think this is Trey Lance taking over. There's also rumors that maybe Washington Commanders are willing to give up their 11th overall pick for Jimmy G. That sounds kind of high to me, Pritch. <laughs> I'd start off with like a second rounder if I'm the commanders there but is this the Tom Brady drama news that we're going to get so annoyed by probably talking about all the time but somebody knows something is that an inner circle person saying hey wink wink nod nod this is the team Brady wants to go to they're going to you know clean up their cap uh, and you really can give Trey Lance another year to learn maybe under Brady so until it happens it's maybe unlikely but based on that big futures bet Pritch somebody knows something why did they target that spot? Maybe because Brady is looking to join San Francisco. Well, you get so many people joining the discussion, too, though, within the football community, like names like Steve Young and people like that, executives even. Uh, when you think about uh, what Brady said on LeBron's barbershop show uh, and the fact that the 49ers, you know, Brady's a free agent, and yet he could have went to San Francisco way back then instead of going to Tampa, right? Uh, and, and so you connect the dots there. And then, you know, Gronk only wants to play for Brady. Gronk's a free agent. Gronk's a free agent. You look at Kyle Shanahan and what he does with that offense already. Uh, you can add you can add those pieces like that. I mean, 16-1, to 1, that's not a long shot at all. I mean, you got the Broncos uh, in an advantageous situation in their division uh, for the Super Bowl based on rumors about Aaron Rodgers. Which rumor is more concrete at this time, Josh? Because yesterday we talked about it. Which team, from a future standpoint, is willing to go all in to win the Super Bowl? The 49ers already traded up uh, for the future. Trey Lance, they got them. Uh, you know, right now they're built to win and they're constructed to win the Super Bowl. They just need a quarterback. 
Yeah, I lean 49ers here, Pritch, just because, again, as you uh, pointed out, you know, Trey Lance, you, you traded up, you gave all these picks for, he's your future. But what about winning right now? And obviously, Jimmy G, you know, if you can deal him, maybe get some draft capital back. The other thing with Brady is he's made so much money in his career, Pritch, like over half a billion dollars with uh, probably all of his endorsements. It's even higher than that. Uh, he still doesn't make as much money as his wife, Giselle, who's <laughs> actually got a net worth higher than him. But if you're Brady and you're coming back, are you coming back for the money? I don't think so. I no. can see a sweetheart deal, you know, $10 million dollars or you know 15 million I could it's really not a money situation for him and then look at the spot you know he can kind of uh, stay in California where he's from uh, the Rams again had a great year won the Super Bowl but we all know the Super Bowl hangover it's tough to repeat the Cardinals have issues with Kyler Murray you know do the Seahawks tank and, and trade away Russell Wilson I think the, the seas are kind of parting here Pritch and to me if you're kind of weighing the you know Rodgers to Broncos or Brady to San Fran I think we haven't seen any big bets come in with the futures with the Broncos we saw one come in San Fran San Sanford makes a lot of sense. Let's see if it happens. Yeah, how about that? Again, I want to reiterate, Betham Jim takes in a $20,000 bet on the 49ers at 16-1 to 1 on the first day of post-Super Bowl futures right there. Now, Brady, I think from a contract standpoint, would have to give money back to the Buccaneers, but you just outlined he can do that, uh, even though he indicated he was retiring. Uh, so the contract situation, I mean, the T Tampa Bay Buccaneers might have something to say about it. Or could they just <laughs> trade it? You know, trade Jimmy G out to Tampa. Who knows? Um, but it gets interesting right there with all this speculation. Uh, and it also adds fuel to the debate, uh, on, like on Twitter. Is it too early to look at NFL futures, right? Like, like is it too soon? But I'm looking at it as Warren Buffett, Josh. <laughs> you know, when we had that crash back in 08, 09, look, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I bought McDonald's. I mean, McDonald's was at $15 a share. Right. I mean, you build a position uh, for long term success and, and you look at that stock now. It's incredible. But but you look at the futures situation in the National Football League. Is this a time to look at odds and perhaps build a, a, a position in terms of knowing that these odds are going to shift as we get closer and closer to next year? So it's funny, Pritch, is, you know, we did our big conversation yesterday on futures, and I think I would say 90% of the Twitter comments we got were, what are you doing talking about futures? It's way too early to talk futures. So, you know, kind of the public mindset is, hey, it's so far away. There's so much uncertainty. You know, why do you get down on these numbers? But I think as bettors, remember, when it comes to betting and, and you know, being quote-unquote sharp or whatever you want to call it, it's all about value. It's not right. exactly like you know, I love this team or I like this team. It's about numbers and value. And if you feel like some of these futures are maybe a little out of whack or they're a little high or, uh, you know, you can speculate maybe Brady to San Fran or you kind of have an inside source or something like that. To me, the value is if you're going to bet these, you're looking at some longer shot plays. Like, you know, I talked yesterday about uh, the Bills in plus seven to one. Like mm -hmm. to me, they're a team that uh, is, is ascending in the right direction. But is there value at seven to one? Not really, maybe. It's the value is really based on these longer shot plays where, you know, if you can get a 25 to 1 all the way in, you know, February, the year before the season, and then, you know, by mid mid uh, season next year, that 20 to 1 team is down to 10 to 1. That's the sort of thing that pros like to look at. So, again, it is really early. There's a lot of uncertainty. We haven't done the draft or trades or free agency, but I think these longer shot plays are kind of where your specul speculative bets come in just because you're kind of predicting that right now is your best number and thinking that it's going to move uh, kind of in your favor. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the month of March uh, starts in, in a hurry, Josh. I mean, you got the combine and then you got the new league year. Uh, then you're going to have free agents, uh, free agency right in mid-March. And, and so things could shake out in, in within a month month right now in the National Football League. And so from a future standpoint, uh, I, I think, and, and NFL wants it this way. They love the calendar year discussion, right? 
And so I think the NFL would love that to happen. So as betters, you know, keeping up with the information uh, and understanding where the money is flowing uh, can be advantageous from a future standpoint. VEASAN has a great new offer that can be only to be described as madness. You get VEASAN all access to everything we do from now through College Basketball Championship on April 4th for only $29. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 to video access the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. Visit vcin.com slash madness to sign up today. Well, when we continue the program, uh, we mentioned College Hoops. Cannot wait for our next guest is Greg Hoops-Peterson. He sends uh, the Greg Peterson Experience host. He joins our program. Come up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. And so is our next guest, Greg Peterson. v the Greg Peterson Experience host, Coast to Coast Hoops podcast as well. Greg, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Hopefully everything's going well for you this week, along with the Super Bowl. Everything is going 
glowingly off the Super Bowl. Josh is 5-0 and off the Super Bowl and looking to <laughs> continue that. Uh, and yes. so we have college hoops, and you're one of the best uh, people around breaking down these games, Greg. Uh, let's get to the big boy, Kentucky uh, and Tennessee. Josh and I started the show talking about that game. Uh, I want your thoughts on the makeup of this Kentucky basketball team. Uh, they're currently a number one seed when you look at bracketology right now, but then Tennessee and the entire SEC, uh, a lot of good teams within that conference as well. Yep, and we've seen just how difficult it is to go on the road and win in the SEC. You wound up seeing that with the Auburn versus Arkansas game about this time last weekend. I think you might be finding yourself in a similar circumstance. You're finding Tennessee between a one and one and a half point favorite, and I think that this is a relatively solid line. I wound up playing one with Tennessee myself because if you take a look at this Kentucky team, they're either going to be without Ty Ty Washington or else he's going to be badly hampered. Now, we saw Kentucky be able to get the job done with him injured in that game against Kansas. He played, but let's call it what it is. He was not 100%, but I think that the Tennessee team is just a little bit of a different animal. They're one of the best teams in all of college basketball at being able to generate turnovers, and I think that that's really going to be a little bit of a bugaboo for a Kentucky team that obviously they do a great job down low with Oscar Sheboy, but being able to take care of the ball I think is going to be a big concern for them in this game. Greg, it's great to see you. Really excited to break down some games. By the way, congrats on your uh, your record so far. If you sign up for the VEASAN membership, you'll get Greg's plays every day. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Greg, you're 252 and 206, 55%, my man. Great job. Remember, 52.38% is breaking even. So it really goes to show the hard work you put in has been paying off. But let's talk about uh, Big Ten matchup, Wisconsin and Indiana. Greg, this one's interesting to me because it's kind of a blueprint play for me where uh, public is falling in love with this ranked team, yet you see this unranked team with Indiana open as a favorite and become more of a favorite. A lot of these books open, you know, Indiana minus two around there. They're up to around minus three. At one point, I think I saw three and a half here. Indiana's lost three straight. Wisconsin's ranked 15th. What's your take on this game? Would this be a spot where you'd be willing to back Indiana? Or at this point, you know, at three, does, does Wisconsin interest you at all? At three, this is pretty much the maximum that I'd be willing to lay with Indiana. Indiana, a very good defensive team. They rank 20th in the country in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. And we talk about Indiana's struggles, but take a look at this Wisconsin team. They were able to get a nice road win against Michigan State last week, but they also wound up having that big giant clunker at home against Rutgers. And the big thing for me with Wisconsin is, how are the players around Johnny Davis playing? And right now, they're not necessarily in great form. Brad Davidson has scored in single digits in each other last three games. Tyler Wall has been relatively solid, but you're not getting a whole lot out of the other ancillary pieces like a Chucky Hepper. And then for Indiana, Trace Jackson Davis, I think, is going to be dominant in this game. 18.5 points, 8.5 rebounds per game. And this is a big-time revenge spot as well, which I think you want to take a little bit of stock into what wound up happening the first time around. Wisconsin was playing host to Indiana. I believe that was in mid to late December. And Indiana wound up getting up in that game north of 20 points. And then they just, for some reason, I have no idea why, but they went completely away from Chase Jackson Davis. Game went down the toilet bowl from there. So I think that Indiana is going to learn from what wound up happening the first time around. And I think that they'll be able to close out this time. A must follow on Twitter is Greg Peterson at GUnit underscore 81. Uh, get a lot of great information on Twitter as well. Uh, let's try to squeeze in a lot of games here, Greg. Uh, Villanova and Providence. Uh, right now, Villanova on the road minus four. Uh, 132 uh, is the total. Your thoughts on this one? 
I think that with Villanova, they should be able to get it done here because when you're backing these teams in these sorts of lines, you want to be taking a look at what they wind up doing late in games. And by that, I mean, do they turn the ball over and do they hit their free throws? Villanova, they turn the ball over fewer than 10 times per game. That's in the top 15 in all of college basketball. And they lead all of college basketball, hitting over 83% of their free throws. It's also a Villanova team that they were dealing with injuries to Colin Gillespie and Justin Moore. They were both able to play these last few games, but now with a little bit of time and a little bit of just ability to be able to recruit in general, I think that they should be good to go in this one with Providence. It's been a very fortunate team, in my opinion. Now, they always say that you create your own breaks, but at the same time, I take a look at the Providence team. What they're doing, I don't think is sustainable. I'm willing to lay the four here with Villanova. We would be willing to lay up to a four and a half. Mm. Greg, let's keep rolling here. Get another breakdown looking at SEC matchup, South Carolina and Ole Miss. Now, this one's intriguing because South Carolina's got the better record. They're 14 and 10, coming off a win against Georgia. On the flip side, Ole Miss 12 and 13, below 500, and they've lost three straight. However, you know, Mississippi actually opened as a three and a half point favorite. We've seen Ole Miss get up to minus four. Lions going to Ole Miss, even though they have the worst record and they've lost three straight. Seems fishy to me, Greg. Would you want to be backing Ole Miss here, ideally, if you got the three and a half early? Oh, I love Ole Miss in this spot. I think that Ole Miss should be able to get the job done because you take a look at the South Carolina team. They did not play the world's greatest non-conference schedule. Ole Miss, they really did challenge themselves, which is a big reason why you do see the record that you do. And with South Carolina, they wound up getting very fortunate with the front end of their SEC slate as well. Ole Miss is a team that they do a better job defensively. South Carolina's turned the ball over 15 times per game. South Carolina has absolutely nobody that can rebound whatsoever. Ole Miss also getting a little bit healthier with their leading scorer, Jarkel Joyner, coming back in the fold about two weeks ago. I'm going to lay up to five here with Ole Miss and it's a total which I think is way too low. I think this total should be closer to 140 because South Carolina in the top 40 in all of college basketball in terms of possessions per game. Mm, great information right there, Hoops. Uh, let's get to the Big 12 because, again, it's just another competitive conference when you look up and down uh, that conference and situations with teams. I mean, Texas, what, two and six on the road. Uh, not very well, not playing great basketball on the road, but certainly an outstanding uh, season at home. They're laying a point on the road against OU, uh, 126 to total. Your thoughts on this? I might be sort of like the mouse that is seeing the cheese on the mouse trap and is going to go for the <laughs> cheese here. I'm going to be taking Texas because okay. I just think that this is a terrible matchup. You've got an Oklahoma team that is turning the ball over 15 times per yeah. game. And you know what Texas does a great job of? Generating steals. They're in the mm -hmm. bottom 30 in all of college basketball in terms of possessions per game. But in terms of turnovers forced on a per possession basis, Texas is in the top 20. I just think that this is a doomsday matchup for Oklahoma. I think that Texas is going to be able to do a relatively solid job and we've seen Marcus Carr be able to buckle down. He's only turned the ball over five times in the last four games. So he's doing a better job with this offense. I like Texas here on the road. Greg, let's see if we can get maybe a futures take from you. I'm, I'm looking at Gonzaga here. Remember Gonzaga? You started off a uh, good record over there, like 6-0, 7-0. You lose early in the year to Duke. You lose again to Alabama. But now they're back at the number one team in the country right now, Greg. And uh, updated numbers from BetMGM. They're plus 450 to win the championship, followed by Kentucky, Duke, uh, Purdue, Arizona, Auburn, all around like 10-1. to 1. What do you think about this Gonzaga team? Did those early losses benefit them? Do you like their chances in March Madness at plus 450? Is there any value on the Zags to cut down the nets? 
I think that Gonzaga should be the favorite. I'm not going to debate that. But at plus 450, I'm even seeing plus $4 at places as well. That's just too short because, as we know, when it comes to the NCAA tournament, a lot of it is based on the draw. And when you wind up taking a future ticket at plus $4, plus 450, even if you're looking to hedge, there's just not a lot of ways that you're able to hedge that one out because your return isn't on, say, like, a Texas who's like 40 to one right now. It's not on a team that is north of 20 to one. So you really don't have a lot of hedging options. You're pretty much going all in with your futures. If you wind up taking Gonzaga, this is just way too short because darn near everyone else on the futures board is eight to one or greater. So I, it's a case in which Gonzaga should be the favorite, but I just don't feel comfortable at right around plus $4 plus 450 ish. You know, Greg, uh, a few weeks ago, I asked you about Arizona. It was right before they were on the road against UCLA, and lo and behold, Arizona could be a one seed, right? Uh, now, the Pac-12 is down. We know that. I don't know how many teams are going to get in a tournament uh, to begin with, but what about any other teams maybe perhaps standing out to you from a future standpoint? I think that Michigan State at 70 to 1, which I'm seeing at a few different places, that's intriguing. You've got two of the top 10 players with regards to three point shooting percentage at all of college basketball. Ty Walker along with Willie Call, their team that they do a very solid job with regards to team play. And as we know, it's a Michigan State team that they're very well coached under Tom Izzo. You know what? Michigan State always has a hallmark of being able to play their best basketball in March. I think that that's something that you want to take a look at when it comes to some of these futures tickets. A team like in Kentucky that seems to always round into form when it comes time for the NCAA tournament. These are the teams that you might want to be wanting to take a look and take a shot on. Well, he's one of the best uh, Coast to Coast Hoops podcast. Uh, a must listen right there. And certainly the Greg Peterson Experience host right here at Visa. Greg, cannot thank you much uh, enough for your time. Thanks a lot. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you. Our pleasure indeed. That's the podcast. I'm going to go back and listen to you, Josh, because just so much great information when it comes to college basketball. Uh, we got the association to talk about, though, because uh, we're sandwiched between that trade deadline and then now we got the All-Star game. So get some market insights as well as some vice from Josh Applebaum. This coming up next. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Winter Green, Citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host from Las Vegas. Your other host on the East Coast out in Boston is Josh Applebaum. So, Josh, um, the trade deadline action-packed, to say the least, right? And we saw some huge names be dealt. Um, I was on Betting Across America on the weekend. Uh, a couple weeks ago before the trade deadline and uh, talked, had a chance to talk to Alex Schiffer about the prospects of Ben Simmons working in Brooklyn. I mean, that was right before the trade. So 
Uh, you know, nobody really knows how it's going to work. Uh, the whole process thing in Philly, that's gone, right? You know, different uh, blueprint, if you will. And then now uh, the big three is no longer out there in Brooklyn. So Ben Simmons uh, ramping up towards return to action, the first meeting with, Brook, uh, with Brooklyn uh, and the media. How do you think that's going to go? Do you got a sense? Do you got a feel as we look at uh, the situation in the Eastern Conference with odds uh, to win a championship here? Yeah, so first off, it's kind of hard to know what to expect out of Ben Simmons. Now, number one, he did make some news, I think, or I don't know if he said it or maybe it came from the team, but they are targeting, it sounds like March 10th for Simmons to make his debut, mm-hmm. which guess who they're playing March 10th, Pritch? <laughs> Philadelphia. Yeah. So just get get, get your uh, get your popcorn ready for that one. But I am um, kind of think like it could work out just because, again, Simmons' big issue in Philly was that uh, he was re- reluctant to shoot. It got in his head. He couldn't make his free throws. He couldn't make threes. He bypassed that layup when it was an obvious layup there. So now you're going to a team where – I don't think you're going to be relied upon to score. You know your alpha is Durant here, mm-hmm. and Kyrie obviously is a great distributor, and I think it makes it a little bit easier. And you did hear kind of the Nets. Uh, it was one of the players. I don't know if it was Durant or somebody else. Maybe it was Patty Mills, but they were kind of saying like, hey, with Harden now gone, like this team, there's a much better vibe around that team right now. So uh, does that make them more cohesive? Can Simmons just you know play defense and distribute, which would definitely suit his style there? So I think at plus 280, you know, this is a team that, you know, I think you're kind of, we'll see what happens, but it feels to me like another, you know, Bucks versus Nets, you know, uh, conference championship maybe showdown there. If you're looking for a team with value though, Pritch, I know I'm biased. I'm a Celtics fan, but I think the Celtics at 22 to one, 22 to one are intriguing. You make this deal for Derek white. Really what you needed was a point guard who could play defense and distribute. You bring in Daniel Tice to kind of, you know, show up your, uh, your front court there a little bit. They've won a bunch in a row and you hear uh, Tatum and and Jalen Brown, who there are a lot of questions in Boston. Can they coexist? Mm -hmm. They're kind of making comments recently like, hey, be patient. Like uh, we're starting to kind of feel like we're being the team we can be. So do the Celtics win the East? I don't know. Probably not. But at 22 to one, that's an intriguing number to me. I I mean, my goodness, as we take a look at the NBA Eastern Conference odds here, Milwaukee on top of the board, plus 250. uh, The Nets no longer the big three plus 280. Now, okay, the mandate was lifted out here in our state, Nevada. No longer mask. I don't know what's going to happen out there uh, in that state when it comes to masking and what's going to happen with Kyrie. If he can get on the floor uh, at home, that'd be interesting. But then the 76ers, too, at plus 300 now. Eastern Conference odds. James Harden still has the hamstring. He's going to be out through the All-Star game. But when he comes back, Josh, there's so many people anticipating Harden uh, and Embiid on the floor as long as the philosophy, too, from the front office. You know, the rise of the analytics, right? Maury, he's forefront of that uh, out there in Philly. So you got Doc. I mean, can this come together in a way that everybody's trying to imagine it coming together? Yeah, so I think it, it definitely it depends on, again, sacrificing and kind of making it work and, you know, checking your ego at the door. Because I think if Harden comes in and says, I'm the savior, I'm the go-to guy, no, you're really, if this is Embiid's team, you're right. brought in to be, you know, the Robin to his Batman. Obviously, you still have Tobias Harris. I think an underrated move there was getting rid of Curry. This is a shooting league, Pritch, and losing a shooter like that with Curry, I think, may end no. up biting them a bit. And obviously with Harden, the hamstring stuff, like they're going to hold him out until after the all-star break. You got to get that hamstring set because if this is a thing where, you know, he's in, he's out of the lineup, like work on these, uh, you know, soft core muscle injuries. I think that's what you're banking on. He's got to get uh, hardcore muscles before <laughs> he can work on his soft core muscles. I mean, the soft core muscles true. is what's doing him in right now. <laughs> and now you're going to Philly with some pretty good Philly cheesesteaks over there. Bridge. <laughs> right. that, that could be an issue here. So yes. yeah, I think you're, 
but also Maury, he went on a limb for this guy. You give up a ton for this guy. There's got to be kind of some handshake thing with Maury and, and Harden where they uh, come to Jesus moment where they have a plan on how to attack this. I would say, Pritch, too, uh, Joel Embiid, plus 150 for the MVP right now. Mm-hmm. Remember, just about a month ago, I think he was 15 to 1, 12 to 1. Next closest guy is, is the Joker at plus 350, but Embiid, the favorite, kind of by far now, at plus 150 to win MVP. Yeah, I mean, look at the East right now, too, because Chicago is making a move, uh, and they're not fully intact. I mean, Levine uh, on and off the court. Uh, DeRozan is incredible right now, how he's playing, putting together an incredible streak right now. But the Miami Heat at, on top, I mean, the big three philosophy, uh, maybe that's gone. I mentioned the rise of the analytics, and, and the Lakers, the big three to put names together, the all-star uh, uh, roster and stuff like that. I think that's waning, right? And Because you got teams like even Milwaukee, we'll throw them in there. Uh, but Miami, uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Chicago, but certainly Cleveland uh, embracing, and now the Philadelphia 76ers embracing this this philosophy, I think, more outside, that's that, out, that is outside, clearly outside the big three philosophy. Yeah, so a couple of these teams that you mentioned, Pritch, the number one, Cleveland, I think their future is extremely bright. You actually mm-hmm. have Evan Mobley right now, who I think is minus 375 to win Rookie of the Year. Next guy is uh, Barnes from, from Toronto. I think he's like plus 500. So looks like it's going to be Mobley, Mobley to win that award. I'm just concerned, are they too young? You know, again, you make this big uh, leap here. And if you look at Cleveland, by the way, Pritch, they're 35 and 20 against the spread. Right. They've covered a lot of numbers here, especially uh, on the road. They're good to unders as well. Uh, the other concern I have with the Bulls, even though you have the second best record in the league, there's a report that Zach Levine's knee continues to be an issue. Mm-hmm. So uh, he actually said something like he hears clicking when he's running and making cuts. Pritch, that doesn't sound pretty good to me. That, that's that's a worrisome sign if you're a Bulls fan. You've missed Lonzo Ball for an extended period of time. All things being equal, them being fully healthy, I think the Bulls could have value 12 to 1. But if Levine's knee is going to be an issue, to me, that's a, that's a scary sign there if you want a futures bet. And again, like it's crazy. We're not even talking about Miami, Pritch. They have the best record in the East, know. Uh, you know, 37 and 20. My only concern there is, are they kind of like the Tampa Bay Rays-ish, where you have a great regular season, you have a really balanced team, but when it comes to the playoffs, you need to have like the top one or top two players on the court. They're a very well-rounded team, but do they have enough star power to get by Giannis or or Harden and Embiid? I don't know if that's the case. Uh, plus 550, you know, uh, oddsmakers are still giving them respect being under 10 to 1. And that's the question, too, because that's the bet. Like, regular season analytics and, okay, coaches, which Spolstra is incredible, certainly what he's doing with Miami, that roster, depth. Uh, rotations are obviously deeper, but when you do get to matchups, when you do cl- get closer to the playoffs or in the playoffs, uh, you do need that star power. We know that about the NBA. So, uh, as a better, how do you how do you uh, separate that, Josh? I mean, obviously, the time of the year, like right now, right before the All Star Game, we're going to get into some games in the next segment. But the philosophy on when to bet or how to bet these NBA teams, uh, depending on where we are in the season. Yeah, so what's kind of interesting, Pritch, is when you get to Major League Baseball, uh, and again, hopefully we get baseball this year, but in and out of the All-Star break, you lean on a lot of favorites because uh, with the break coming up, you're going to play all your guys, your bullpen's rested, basically, therefore, at both teams' even strength, the favorite has an edge there. Now, NBA, it's a little different. Obviously, we're, we're working with the point spread here, but I would just be careful going into the NBA right now. Like, to me, I'm really kind of dialing back a little bit of this NBA going into the break and really dialing up, you know, my NHL and my college basketball. Because when you go into the break, Pritch, there's just people have different, they're in different places. Like, you're just having, you just dealt with a trade deadline where new guys are coming into your team, still getting acclimated. Then you're getting ready for the break. If you make the team, you know, you got a lot of travel, you got a lot of things going on. If you don't make the team, 
Maybe you take a little mini vacation. I just think there's a lot of variables at play right now with uh, with kind of the, the the spot that each team is in. That as a better, I think that makes it really difficult if you're betting a total or a money line or a spread. So I would be cautious right now. It's just anytime you go in and out of a break, unless it's like an obvious system play, like in that baseball favorite situation, I would say be be you know take a take a shot here to uh, you know calm down, take a breath, and really hit the ground running post All Star break when we have a better feel for what's going on with these teams. I am keeping an eye on your Boston Celtics too. Who would thought that? Uh... <laughs> it was Danny Ainge all along. That was a problem. I mean, I'm not going to say that, but I mean, it's fascinating about the Celtics right now. Uh, and then on top of that, Jason Tatum, what is he only 23, 24 years old right now? Uh, and and yeah. so uh, yeah, the growth could be there with the Celtics. Yeah. And seriously, 22 to one to me, that's a really mm -hmm. good number. And you know what you're thinking about with the Celtics pitch. What's funny is like Danny Ainge obviously had a, a ridiculously great trade, bringing in Kevin Garnett, right. the trade uh, trading away, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, getting all those trade, getting all those picks back that you use on Tatum and you use on Brown, use one unsuccessfully on the Kyrie trade. But I think what ended up happening with Ainge is that he got so used to winning every trade in a blowout that he then wouldn't make a trade. If it was like a coin flip, like he held out for too much. He kind of let you know, perfect be the enemy of good. And he hoarded all of his draft picks. I love what Brad Stevens is doing. Uh, who cares about the picks, Pritch? We had the Rams just win the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. You don't have to make these picks. Yeah, I mean, the process, and I don't know. Why do you hold on to picks? I don't know. There's so many stars uh, in the NBA. The association is incredible. We're going to preview that game. Big game, Boston 76ers. It's coming up next. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet on more than a final score with One Game Parlay at BetMGM. One Game Parlay is an exciting feature designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bed types, including team and player props. Log into your BetMGM account and create your best parlay before the game starts. If you're new to BetMGM, then sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 with bonus code VSIN1000. Plus, earn BetMGM rewards points. 
that you can redeem for online bonuses or convert into comps for rooms, restaurants, and more at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets. The site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. 1-800-GAMBLER. If you feel you have a problem, promotion offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. One game parlay not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today. So, Josh, sticking with the association, that big game I mentioned uh, before the break, uh, Boston on the road against the 76ers. We know so much about the 76ers. Uh, they're going to be without Harden still, like I mentioned before, until after the All-Star break. Um, 76ers with Embiid. He can go for 40 any night. Uh, I want to see what this Celtics team is made of. They're laying two. Lang two on the road here, Josh. 209 uh, and a half to total. Now, both these teams have stepped up defensively, too. Therefore, I'm looking at that total. I'm like, okay, 209 and a half. That's interesting, knowing that Embiid could go for 40. Uh, you know, a lot of guys could step up for both sides, but yet that total sitting there at 209 and a half. What do you think? So, Pritch, first off, just as you had mentioned, let's start with the total. Definitely some under money came in. These are two of the slowest tempo teams in the NBA, also two really good defensive teams. If you look at kind of what happened with the total here, it actually opened some shops as high as like 213, 212. So you've seen it get bet down all the way to 209.5, even though a big majority of bets are on the over. Uh, if you do look at Philly, they're 18 and 10 to the under at home this year. Uh, and overall, they're 33 and 22 to the under. Celtics, 34 and 22 to the under as well. So two good under teams. It makes mm -hmm. sense to me. Why why this total is dropping. And I tell you what, Pritch, I always like it when like uh, my favorite team, you know, again, matches up with a system play for me. It doesn't always happen that way. Like with the Patriots, Brady and Belichick, I was always betting against the Pats, even though they're my favorite team because they were always a public play kind of with an inflated line. I like this spot with the Celtics tonight. So I'm, okay. I'm excited to sweat Boston. I'll tell you why a lot of these books open Celtics minus one, which was kind of a fishy number because you obviously have the Sixers at home and bead at home. How are they a dog? Uh, you know, you got to just take Embiid, you know, in this spot. However, you have about two thirds of bets on Philadelphia, but the line's going further to Boston. Boston opened minus one. They're up to minus two. This line actually got to minus three uh, earlier this afternoon. I think at plus three, you had some buyback bringing the line back down to two. Uh, but either way, big majority bets on the Sixers, yet line going to Boston. A couple X factors here, Pritch. We have three good road refs. Uh, again, not the only reason we bet a game, but as we saw in the Super Bowl, hey, hey, these refs can make a difference here. All three historically good to road teams. Forte, Petratus, and Guthrie between 52 and 55% to the road team. Uh, and also, I think you might be shorthanded if, if you're Philly. Uh, you, you traded away Curry. You got rid of uh, Drummond. Harden still isn't ready to go. And by the way, the Celtics are playing their best basketball probably in two years, having won eight in a row. And Derek White has made a big change here. So long story short, Pritch, lean under here. But I money line the Celtics minus 130. I'll be sweating Boston to win the game. We had an adjustment trying to adjust to the new look. Boston Celtics could be interesting. And I mentioned and B could go off. Uh, but then also what you talked about, too, with the eight-game winning streak, maybe that's the respect for the line uh, as it ticked up to two now. Uh, for Boston. You think about that defense, uh, second most efficient defense in the NBA right now, too, Josh. So uh, I was looking at that total, uh, but then considering the performances, considering the players on the floor, like, for instance, just watching DeRozan go off last night, uh, like, that could happen in this game for sure, right? And you just have so much star power in this one. Yeah, it really could. And, you know, we do have some data to go off of, Pritch. So January 14th, these teams met up. 
it was a 111-99 game, so you know lands right yeah. at 210, pretty mm-hmm. much the number we're exactly working with right now. Uh, another thing is like just in general, like when you see a big dip, so it's obvious that respected money came in on the under. Public's betting the over, yet the total fell. But sometimes it'll fall so much that inevitably you get closer to game time, you're going to have what I call kind of like natural buyback, like just because it moves so much. So Pritch, if you like the under, it's 210 right now, 209.5, 210, but you may see this thing tick up. I would hold out for a 210.5 if you can find the hook because it does look like it maybe hit its low watermark. Yeah. Now maybe you're going to get some uh, some money back to the over. I thought I saw 210.5 earlier this morning when I was looking at it earlier, but um... – could have been another game, but 209 and a half right now on our board. Celtics lane two on the road against the 76ers. Earlier we, on the program, we had Greg Peterson, hosted a Greg Peterson experience in college basketball. He talked about and gave out Tennessee, that he liked Tennessee, Indiana, uh, Texas, uh, and Nova. Co- college basketball, Josh, certainly you highlight that on your Market Insights podcast. Any other college hoops that you're focusing in on today? Yeah, so I'm definitely with Greg on, um, let's see, uh, Providence plus the points. They actually opened at home against Villanova. Some shops were as high as five, four and a half. That line's coming down to four. So I'm grabbing the points with Providence. I laid it there with Indiana uh, Indiana on the money line. One of my favorite systems, unranked home favorite versus ranked opponent. Took Tennessee on the money line as well. But some other games we haven't hit on, Pritch, uh, keep an eye on the Cincinnati Bearcats. They're at home against Memphis. This is a big public play toward Memphis. They're getting around two-thirds of bets across the market. Um, I think the Bearcats have lost either two in a row or two of their last three, but it's kind of a just take Memphis on a short number. The line did move to Memphis early. Memphis opened at some shops as low as like minus one, minus two. Now it's up to minus three, and you're starting to see a lot of buyback here on Cincinnati plus three. I think it even hit three and a half at a couple of shops and came back down. But I like these like home conference dog spots where you're really contrarian and you're getting an inflated line with kind of late buyback. So I grabbed Cincinnati plus three. Uh, Ken Palm only has Cincinnati losing by one. So to me, you're kind of getting some actionable mm-hmm. value there. Uh, Cincy 11 and three at home this year, Memphis only three and five on the road. So I took the points there with Cincinnati. Uh, another one that caught my eye, Pritch, I'll be sweating Florida tonight. Uh, let's go chomp, chomp Gators here. They just got back one of their best players, Colin Castleton, who was out a little bit, uh, but he's a like, like seven footer who really uh, paces that team. I think it's a good spot to back Florida, uh, Florida seven and three, their last 10 Texas A&M has lost eight straight and this game pretty much open, like Texas A&M laying one. Now it's down to a pick them and some shops may even be going to Florida minus one. So I took Florida there. Uh, and then what do I have? Anything else uh, here, Pritch? Let's see. DePaul. I'm going to buy low on DePaul here. Uh, DePaul is a late night game against Butler. That line opened minus five DePaul. It's down to three and a half. I think it's a good spot to maybe buy low on DePaul at this current number. Uh, Ken Palm's got him by six. They're nine and five at home. Butler's only two and five on the road. And I don't know if Butler's offense can keep up. DePaul's averaging almost 75 a game, only around 60 a game uh, there for Butler. So I actually money line DePaul at a kind of deflated uh, I want to say like minus 160. Yeah, taking the points in some of those pick'em situations, highlighting the Cincy play. Uh, some would suggest that that could be a pick'em, uh, and then the Florida game. Uh, you've been on Florida before. I mean, you've dabbled in the SEC. <laughs> I know about I know that about you. But uh, some suggest that could be a pick'em situation right there. So taking the points uh, is the way that you're going. Yeah, I'm going to take the points there, Pritch. And again, you know, I think there's a couple of things to look at. So obviously line movement is kind of the biggest thing mm-hmm. to me. What is the market telling you? Where are the people much smarter than me putting their money down? Also, you know, recent performance, uh, you know, looking at some analytics based on Ken Palm. I, I like looking at Greg's numbers as well. 
home road splits, offense, defense. I just think when you're betting, uh, the line move is the biggest thing because it's all baked into the line move. Now, I mean, of course, not every line move is going to win, but I really want to try to beat that closing line and be with uh, kind of that smart money. And again, playing much better here. If you're Florida, Texas A&M has really struggled. It's now starting to flip to Florida. I think we're kind of checking off a few boxes there where, you know, I'm excited to sweat the Gators. Tonight. All right. And then, uh, I mean, uh, when it comes to hockey, uh, what do you do you talk about here? I mean, I have not uh, dabbled in hockey at all uh, this year, Josh. Uh, certainly a little bit with the NBA, uh, picking up with college basketball as we get closer and closer to conference tournament time. But hockey, uh, where are you going with uh, the NHL? Well, don't worry, Pritch. I'm going to put some skates on you. We're going to go be puckheads <laughs> on the ice tonight. Don't worry. Uh, by the way, too, out in Vegas, people must be excited. Yeah. Jack Eichel right. going to make his debut tomorrow night. So, yes, hey, he made that big trade. Yeah, that's a big game. Do we have a number on that one? Let me see. Looks like minus 120 Vegas at home. Colorado getting plus money. That's not a bad look here, Pritch. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But a couple games have just caught my eye. I am going to lay kind of a big number with St. Louis on the road. Uh, the Blues are on the road at Ottawa. Ottawa's got a bunch of injuries. It's their sixth game in nine days. One of their best defensemen, Thomas Shabbat, is going to miss this game. St. Louis had a big move, like minus 180 up to like minus 220. So I'll lay that. Of course, bet to risk, not bet to win. But if you look at these road favorites, 200 or more, they're really good this year. They're 44 and 9, 83% with almost a 20% ROI. And then if you're looking for a smaller number, I'm going to go Nashville Predators, Pritch. Let's go Smashville tonight. They're at home against Washington. They open around minus 120. They've been steamed up all the way to around minus 140 at this point. If you look at these home favorites with a line move in their favor, they're 197 and 86, 70%. Uh, Nashville's rested, played the 12th. Washington played the 13th. They're off a couple losses. I think they might, uh, you know, put in a good effort tonight after uh, having a couple losses. And Washington's got some injuries, and they might have a backup goalie tonight. So uh, give me Nashville here, laying around a minus 135. All right. You don't want to see me on skates, by the way. <laughs> is, can you stop Pritch, or do you wait until you get so. to the boards and put your hands out I, i'll yeah. run into something to stop that's for sure <laughs> um i ran into anson carter though that was a treat for me out here during the nhl all-star break skills challenge and certainly had the pro bowl as well that was that was interesting that's awesome former boston bruin Pritch. when i was in middle school anson carter scored a lot of goals for the bees all right good luck on your plays josh great job we'll see you tomorrow coming up next the edge right here on vsin the sports betting network Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.